You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good evening and welcome into SHI Stadium. I don't know what that means, but we are here in Piscataway, New Jersey. And Ohio State looked a lot like Ohio State. 52 to 13, a Big Ten road win over Rutgers, uh, an easy cover, uh, a easy victory where a bunch of guys got to play in the second half and Ohio State got to show a little mercy on Greg Schiano. I wasn't sure if they would uh, as aggressively as they came out and how uh, simple it was looking offensively. CJ Stroud, hey, um, I don't know, told you so. Yeah, I mean. If, if he's healthy, he's pretty damn good. Uh, missed. Six passes and then so six incompletions and five touchdowns. That seems pretty good. Yeah. I know that there will be a lot of temptation out there to say it was only Rutgers, but the rest of this week was also about how they played Michigan within a touchdown last week, and it was going to be a tough test for them on the road. So one of those things, you know, they can't both be true. I think this is a sign of progress for Ohio State. Will they play better teams than Rutgers? Of course they will, but offensive, offensively, defensively, special teams, coaching staff, and the quarterback, all of those people will take something uh, encouraging out of this. Well, because if if you want to nitpick everything you can, you can say, oh, it's Rutgers, oh, it's Akron, oh, it's Tulsa. But, like, the point is it's improvement, right? And that's SHI Stadium. Something happened. Improvement. Because that <laughs> oh was tonight's goal. It was Ohio State had to come out Wait, from... Wait, something happened, improvement? That's, something that's where we're going? happened, okay. improvement. That's what it stands for. Yeah. Got it. Uh, and, and so for Ohio State, it's about just making sure that they don't go out and play inconsistent bad football i mean and, and there's still going to be things to work on you as a as a team though the defense has really realized that there are players that have to play and that is lathan ransom that is cameron martinez that is denzel burke that is cameron brown the difference he makes seven banks to, aside from the uh first play pass interference penalty played pretty well i'm telling you though i i watched denzel burke and i'm like uh, even on a swing pass for the Rutgers picked up a first down over here it was like a third and three, and he was out there in space, one-on-one -on -one with a wide receiver, and makes a tackle. And those are the little things that I think are just so important as this team keeps growing. But like offense, C.J. Stroud gives them the best chance to win because he sees the field the best of the current group of quarterbacks right now. That's not to say the other guys won't get there. That's not to say Kyle McCord doesn't have things he does better. But as a as a total like player, it's clear that C.J. Stroud, if healthy, is the best option. That's a great rapid reaction and it's brought to wow. you by Byers Auto. The whole thing. We're done. It's all, all right. We'll see you guys later. really covered it. I would be remiss though if I didn't say on the road that Byers Auto is bringing this to you. Spencer, how do you follow up uh, the way Berm summed it up though so neatly there? Uh, I guess by just praising CJ Stroud. Like this is a guy who I think it's pretty clear he heard the criticism. Uh, you know, he, he, he blocks it out. No, he didn't block it out. He, he's, you, you can say you block it out. You can say it doesn't matter what, what people say. You can say that it, you know we're a brotherhood in here and we don't care what people on the outside say. He cares. He and he noticed and he answered tonight and again you can say it's just Rutgers without you know the number one cornerback it doesn't matter that's a Big Ten football team on the field and he eviscerated them through the pat through the air like this guy was on point uh, you know no high overthrows I think he can kind of hang his hat on that now you put those uh, those idiocies to bed um, he can he can kind of just relax and be himself and you can tell that 
not only is he much more comfortable on the field right now, he just seemed a little bit more comfortable in his skin. And the way he was playing and the confidence and the leadership, it, it, it's almost like he turned a new leaf with that week off. Yeah. And I think this is you're going to see a run now for C.J. Stroud that is going to be pretty scary for everyone else. He, look, C.J. Stroud hears the outside noise. Everyone hears it. You can't not hear it in the world of the Internet, the world of social media. And, and what he said in the post-game press conference is important because it's also what he didn't say. He said he doesn't care about what happens, what people outside say. He does care about what people inside say. And I think it was very telling that he acknowledged that maybe he had a, a, a change of perspective while not playing last week. And it was not a surprise that Ryan Day's first thing he said about CJ Stroud was he might have had a, a moment to think about, do I want this? Do I want to be the quarterback at Ohio State? And there is, and you know, when you're dealing with freshman quarterbacks, Austin, you know this, I mean, we're talking about how do you show the team that you're the leader? Uh, it's not just about being the first guy to run out onto the field. It's about saying, yeah, my shoulder hurts, but if I'm playing, I better not use it as an excuse. Because if you're not, if you're going to sit out, fine. But if you're saying, I'm the quarterback and I'm playing, then it can't be an excuse when something goes wrong. Yeah, and I think, look, if you, if you took off any of the logos on the field or, you know, a generic uniform on this team that Ohio State played tonight, you know, it was a live game and it was a conference opponent against a, a a coach that knows Ohio State very well and clearly wanted to throw as much stuff as possible to try and get an upset. Greg Schiano will be as motivated as anybody to ever play Ohio State uh, and try, as he's trying to build this program here. But if you remove that from the equation, you just simply watched C.J. Stroud, you know, the way he stepped into throws, the decision, the confidence that he made, the decisions that he, uh, you know, the way he approached the running game and you know, yeah, he tried to, you know, favor it maybe a little bit, not take a direct shot on it. That's that's fine. There's yeah. No, problem with no that. quarterback but, in the world should take protect, a direct shot to your throwing yourself. arm. But the decision making that he, the decision making that he showed, the way he placed the football, uh, you know, the, like, it was all meaningful. Tuck and no run a couple times. Played, tuck and run. Um, and, you know, they didn't all work. But again, this is his fourth career start. And so what you're talking about, Burn, with a freshman playing, like, it's not even just about a freshman. Any first time starting quarterback is gonna go through this. How long did it take until we said, you know, Dwayne Haskins was playing well, but now the way he talks to his teammates, the way he carries himself on the field, the swagger that he shows, uh, you know, that what six weeks, we're like, okay, that guy gets what it means to be the starting quarterback at Ohio State. Like, you can play really well, but to be the one that's going to take Ohio State to a national title and the pressure that comes with that, Almost nobody is ready from that day one. Ask JT Barrett. Ask Cardell Jones. He would, he had the smoothest maybe right of anybody. But um, ask Justin Fields what it's like the first time you hit some adversity. It is hard to be the quarterback of the Buckeyes. Mm -hmm. You don't get a free pass like the quarterback here in Piscataway might for a bad game. Like think about the three weeks that we've had to talk about C.J. Stroud since yeah. then and explain why he was the clear-cut guy when he was 100% healthy to be the quarterback. I mean, look, if you don't want to think that it's over and done with because of tonight because you don't think it's Rutgers I'm not ever going to convince you otherwise tonight was the example of what was happening when CJ Stroud was fully healthy we saw a first string quarterback for another Big Ten East contender last week struggle to throw the ball against this Rutgers secondary and then look what CJ Stroud did tonight I just you know I'll be the one to say if CJ Stroud plays like that tonight the rest of the season nobody will beat Ohio State well, I, I mean think that, it's that is he was as, as good as, as you can be 
against a team like Rutgers, you know, I think back to the throw where he stumbled and, and found was it was it Chris Olave? Chris Olave yeah. For a touch ended up being a touchdown and Olave did a lot of that work, but to <laughs> well, get the ball there. He finished the work. The work like stumbling out and this he made a play with his feet, which is the thing you're talking about, not mm-hmm. just touching, it's extending running, plays. Extending a right. play. Like that that has to be done in the offense. And and it's fair to point out that he wasn't doing right. that in the first Absolutely. three Absolutely. And if you take the number seven off of that jersey and put a number one on there, you, you would probably say, that oh. looks like Justin Fields. Oh, well, I mean, hey, hey, just the way that hey. he stayed on his feet, uh, oh, the way I'm, that he made the throw, the way that he delivered. Strong it. Yeah. But the first few weeks, <laughs> well, I, the I first just, few weeks of the season, again, he was not doing that. Sure. And I think that not only shows the maturity, the progression of becoming the starting quarterback at Ohio State, not just in term, but in, you know, flashes, is he has the confidence to make sure to keep his eyes down the field, yeah. to make sure to, to know where his receivers are, to know, yes, I can stay up. I don't have to eat this play and go on to the next one. Like, I'm good enough where I can make those plays. That takes a lot of, of stones to do on the field. And for him to now be able to do that shows you the progression from week one at Minnesota to week five at Rutgers. Ohio State is still light years more talented than anybody else in the conference. So what it takes to win the conference and not lose again is for a quarterback to emerge as the clear-cut runner. Because we've heard the, the adage over and over in football, if you have two starting quarterbacks, you have none. And, and, and tonight, C.J. Stroud should at least have put some of that conversation to bed. Now, the hard part is going out next week against Maryland, who's coming off of an ass-beating on, on Friday night. That they're gonna have some energy. They're gonna have, you know, a, are a, they? They're gonna need. Let's, they're gonna. They're sure gonna try. I'm not so gonna listen the, to this. the 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 goal here for CJ Stroud has to be to stack those games on top of each other. Let's that's not start talking about Mike Loxley yet. That's the goal, right? It's <laughs> about how do you get consistent, um, and, and that's there's plenty to talk about the quarterbacks. People have said all, oh, you know, CJ Stroud won't run. Did you watch Kyle McCord, his scramble or Jack Miller's? None of these guys are Justin Fields, okay? Yeah. The, the, none of them are comfortable running out of the pocket. All of them want to stand in the pocket and throw the ball. But we can stop talking about the quarterback. Yeah, let's right? do that. Let's get, what else? let's get into it. Just like last about, week. It's another rapid reaction yeah. now. Sorry, now. Okay, and you, go. Now brought to you by Byers Auto. So just throw, throw out names uh, of some other guys who impressed you that took that step forward. I will start. Um, this is perhaps not news, but Ronnie Hickman is a freaking beast yeah, he's a on stud. defense. Uh, if there is a tackle to be made near him, he is going to deliver it for the Buckeyes. Uh, if the play is going away from him, he's going to chase it down. The guy is playing with a tremendous amount of energy. If you had, I, I said this in snap judgments, if you had made a list in the preseason of the you know top five, ten candidates to be the defensive MVP for Ohio State, Ronnie Hickman would not have been mentioned at all. Yeah, uh, I think the three of us collectively were expecting uh, the bullet sort of position and that other safety spot to be a combination of Craig Young and, and Court Williams and, you know, who knew, Lathan Ransom. Uh, now, obviously, that was including Josh Proctor. So things have changed. And Ronnie, Ronnie Hickman, this was the most impressive one. I know there was a pick six a week ago, but this was... And a dropped interception today. Boy, Ronnie uh, was mad about that when it <laughs> happened. He had a the tip ball up in the air, and he, he looked like he had it. Yeah, he's around the football so much, and it's I, he deserves a ton of praise for what he's done. I'm going to... Uh, there's a number of players who we could talk about, but to me, and I don't want to do this and make it He's sound. Say I don't want to make it sound like we're <laughs> putting down anyone else. Okay, so, okay? so that's. It. Let me preface by saying that Matt Barnes has made a major difference for Ohio State in the last few weeks. So whatever he's doing, it's working. Rutgers had the 75-yard touchdown pass to Aaron Crickshank in the second quarter. 
on a after a buck I scored, first play of the drives, and I was walking from one end of the field to the other to cover the, the next play. And as soon as that play happened, Matt Barnes went and grabbed all 11 of his guys that were on the defense and said, that's on me. That was a bad call. I made a mistake. This isn't on you guys. And that sort of, I mean, that's not something you hear all the time, but to hear him immediately do that, I thought was really important for a defense that could be at times teetering on the edge of confident and not confident. Sure. And I think that was really important. As a player, I, I, I continue to just be, as I said, Denzel Burke is really freaking good. Yeah, he is. Uh, Cody Simon played, again, very well. Tommy Eichenberg, he takes a lot of crap on our, our channels, played very well tonight. Overall, I, you didn't see a defensive lineman make a play the entire night. Rutgers was getting the ball out very quick. Zach Harrison. Oh, I, mean, I guess, I guess uh, you know, um, Tyleek Williams, uh, <laughs> Ty Williams almost killed a quarterback again. Yeah. But other than that. I mean, we're, we're just going to – that's a, that's a professional segue <laughs> for you. Yeah, exactly. But I am going to – we've given Zach Harrison a little bit of beef or crap for – those are two very different things well, to give someone. Okay. Not if you're eating in Nebraska. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Runza. I was a little. Oh. Hey, buddy. Sponsored so by next, Runza. That's November second, bro. Yeah, uh, my bad. I was a little critical of him after the Oregon game. I think he was a little lost in in, in run coverage. I think he was, you know, he was a, most of the defensive ends just weren't home <laughs> against Oregon yeah. against even Tulsa. He played really well, and sometimes it just doesn't show up in the stat sheet for these defensive ends. I think this is one of those games, if I, I'm going to rewatch it, Zach Harrison's probably going to impress me again on the rewatch, even though he, it, it's not going to show up oh, in the stat sheet. Because the defensive end's job is to contain, and, yeah. he fi- and they did today. And the, one of the interceptions was all Zach Harrison. It was not yeah. a terrible throw so because— the interception? Yeah, yes, that was, ball got tipped. And it, that ball fluttered out of his hand. Yeah. Yes, because Zach Harrison was all over his back. And he was about a quarter step slow getting there, or he would have demolished Noah Vedral. But, but the bottom line is he's starting to, to find himself. I think he's starting to play a little better. And when you have a five-star talent that, that starts to get a little bit of his confidence back, because I think some of that wind was taken out of his sail early in the season, yeah. you're going to see a better player as, as it develops. And it's a, it's a good reminder for people, not all five stars develop the same. And not every five-star is on the same Chase Young-style trajectory. Those are unicorns. And, and this is a guy who's only going to continue to get better. And I thought he looked a lot better tonight. Uh, Travion Henderson is still special. And is he good? To, yeah, he, he really is. And according to Ryan Day, he could have come back in the game in the second half. That was a coach's decision. Uh, I know there was a lot of discussion about that, and, and we were trying to give you as much information as we could. Uh, they never specifically said concussion protocol or anything of like that, but they took his helmet away. They put him in the tent. They told him that they told Ryan Day that he could have come back. Uh, Trayvon Henderson in the second half said no. There was no point to that. This game was over. Uh, you know, this is kind of two weeks in a row where he just shows you what he can do Ooh, with, with fewer than ten carries, and that's another situation that could pay off later in the season, especially because Marcus Crowley played uh, really well. And, and credit to Master Teague for handling uh, some of those hard carries and. Uh, you know, finishing off uh, some drives and first downs for Ohio State. Eight yards of carry for Marcus Crowley. I yeah. mean, that's pretty good. That's yeah. We're gonna. I think we're gonna talk about him a lot yeah. next week and the way this running back situation shakes out. Because you're, you're clearly have a number one, but you're starting to build some depth and where you find that number two guy. Uh, that's a conversation for Marcus Crowley that now he can find himself in the middle of again. Uh, that will end rapid reaction, though. No, I got one more thought. I'm, I don't mean to to do this, sure. but I think I want to just say how good it was and I, again i have a unique vantage point sometimes in the game 
watching the Ohio State bench uh, talk with Harry Miller before Harry was getting back into the game for the first time and going out on the field. There was the the hugs. The I mean, it was just a very cool moment to watch his teammates who have supported him in these last few weeks, like go out of their way to like make him know that they were glad he was back. So whatever. I just think it's important. You know, CJ talked about the brotherhood afterward. And I know it's so cliche, but there are those moments where you see it live and in action that I think are important. to. And I guess if we're doing one final thought, there are a lot of guys that can play on this offensive line, and it does not matter. They just maul people. Matt Jones, Paris Johnson, uh, Dewan Jones, Steyer Munford, Luke Whipler, Nicholas petit Frere, like all of those guys. Toby Wilson. Toby, like anybody. All Toby of those, Mater. They go about 10 people deep in that room. And How deep is that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can. That is a conversation for another time. <laughs> that's and pretty another deep. Another show. Pretty, pretty deep. Uh, that's Spencer Holbrook and Jeremy Birmingham. I don't think I ever introduced them. I just got so excited to talk about 52 to 13 and a more relaxing evening of covering a game. I was thankful for that, if I'm going to be completely honest. And that's what we always strive to be at LettermanRow.com. 52 13, Ohio State wins on the road at Rutgers. They're heading home. They will play Maryland and Mike Loxley next week. And I think we'll probably have a lot to say about that as well. Thanks for joining us. You can get a subscription to Letterman Row as part of the On3 Network right now for $10 for an entire year. It's a great deal. And you can also continue to watch us right here on YouTube. Uh, This is brought to you by Buyers Auto. It's called Rapid Reaction. We will see you back in Columbus, Ohio.